0: Jamie and I with you here in the Green Zone on this Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for spending some of your afternoon with us. Still to come, double take with uh, Daryl Davis here on the Green Zone. But right now, we are joined by the newest member of the Rough Riders offensive line signed last week in CFL free agency, uh, turning in the uh, royal blue of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to return in the green and white where he uh, started his CFL career. Uh, way back in 2015 is Jermarcus Hardrick on the green zone. Jermarcus, welcome back to Saskatchewan.
1: Man, thanks, man. How you guys doing, man? Thanks for having me on. Very, nice be back. We, we are happy
0: to have you back after a great couple of years with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, but I need to know just why. Why would you leave the dynasty of the Bombers to come help rebuild the Riders?
1: Well, it was a couple of things that played in it. I was I was I was kinda of looking for market value or to see what my market was. I've never really tested the market. I was always kinda of selfish to my wife until I was comfortable there. And she kinda of always wanted me to test it. And we kinda of end up testing it and some things fell in our in our order. And I wasn't looking for a new new challenge or a new direction or a new motivation. But after talking to Mace and talking to my wife, it sounds like something I wanna be a part of. I started my uh, career in 2014 with BC, but in 2015 it was the old stadium and I, I got a chance to feel that love from SAS We were 0-9 and, and I think we got our first win at Labor Day and I don't know. I won a great cup now. It felt like we won a great cup then. It was our first win of the year. So I know what I'm stepping into and I'm excited.
0: Yeah. I, you were one of those guys who had to wait a little bit. Neyman Roosevelt was the other and I was thinking, oh man, next season maybe bring back JerMarcus Hardrick, but of course, uh, things led to another. You have two Grey Cups with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. What you have learned in Winnipeg over the last couple of years is so much is made about the culture there. How much is that culture theirs? And the riders can't just say, hey, Jamarcus, how do we build culture? How much do you guys just have to make it yourselves for a new culture in the room here in Saskatchewan?
1: I uh, answer the first part. First then you know, I come to the second but in Winnipeg the culture thing is real. It's from the top down. It's from the people in the ticket office. It's from the equipment staff from the players. Everyone there with one goal and it was I have no not one bad thing to say about Winnipeg and I just had a great time there. Everyone there had one goal. We didn't look at the results. We didn't look up at the scoreboard. scoreboard. We wanted to work hard every day, and when you played us, no matter if you won or lost, you know you had just played us. And it, and from that, from doing that for years and years and winning day in and day out, the success started to show later. And I was glad to be there. And they was patient with us, and patient with Ocean, and patient with a lot of guys on that team. And it paid off. And and for as far as it happening in SAS, I won't. I can be a part of it, and I'm excited, man. we got a lot of great men there from the guys they signed and the guys they have there. Man, we just have to all make this thing one thing, man. I know a lot of us have a different background, different story. We have to put our ego away, put our past away, let's make this thing about us, and just build it day by day. We're trying to do that right now. We're already texting. We're already getting to know each other as much as we can, as much as we can over the phone and text. And when we get there, it's about building that bond, Getting to know each other, see what makes what, see what makes someone tick. What doesn't make them tick? Starting to love on guys, showing show that you care more than talk about. It, just we need to just be about it, and I think the more we be about it and be great men and do things the right way. I don't know when it'll happen, but things will start turning around.
0: JerMarcus Hardrick joining us, signed in free agency by the Rough Riders, coming over from the Blue Bombers. Uh, Aj Olette talked about you saying you were texting back and forth. I want to go where you go. He wanted you wanted to go where you were going. You signed first. Uh, where did that relationship develop with Aj Olette? Now you're the guy you'll be blocking for in the run game.
1: Uh, I say it was after Christmas. After I had talked to my agent and I, I had a feeling that I was going to the window, and I started reading um, CFL things. Started seeing guys who was going to the window. And I probably messaged ten to fifteen guys. Uh probably went to their private, didn't get a lot of response. But AJ was one of those guys who responded. One of those guys I respected on film. One of those guys I was seeing that was getting a lot of a lot of attention, which he should. He's earned that. And uh I sent him a message and we messaged back and forth and it just been one of those guys that's just working our way. I kinda of signed before him. I actually didn't even wait. I heard him I think I watched his show and I heard him say that. But it's just been great building that relationship with AJ. We're already texting, talking to Trevor. It just it just feels like a good decision for me and my family.
0: What are you getting to know about uh, Trevor Harris, uh, the 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 KG veteran, on what he wants to see from this football team and what he learned from last year? Of course, unfortunately hurt. But uh, what do you see from the leader uh, in the huddle already from Trevor Harris?
1: I just see him being vulnerable because this is new offense with us. He's uh he's not he when I talk to him he's he's getting to know the playbook want to get together talk on the playbook he's not acting like he know it all I don't I didn't expect that from him anyway but he just he just was vulnerable was vulnerable telling me the things I need to hear telling me about the family just want to get better and want to get in this playbook and want to get this family tight as we can get it before we get there and those are all the things I stand for you can tell there been guys who've won championships there guys who've played at high level. Because I had like 12 or so notes I wrote down. And every guy I talked to, before I even get to my notes, they already said everything I'm saying. So I feel like we've got a good group of guys coming together. And we just got to put it on film, man.
0: The way you play, you're, you are a high-energy football player um, with, of course, a lot of physicality, uh, especially in uh, the run game of coming over from Winnipeg. has Have you always... Played that way? Have you always been that way as a kid growing up in Cortland, Mississippi?
1: Man, I've always been that way. I used to get in trouble in high school because I was just a big guy on the O-line or playing tight end, and it could be a five-year-old run, and I feel like I had a good block. Now that I look back on it, it was selfish and wasn't, wasn't part of the team. It was, all, it was a little bit more about me, but I wasn't making it about that. If I made a good block, I couldn't control it. I worked all week trying to make that block. I went to sleep that week thinking about pancake block. i always been a guy running after the ball, chasing the ball. It was just my release coming from a small town of 300 people from everyone lives in trailer football was like football was their release. I can go out here. I can be rough. I can't do this in the classroom. Um, the older you get, you can start saying things on the field. And it was just one of those things that I started finding myself in. But i always been a guy. I used to get in trouble for class clowning and all that. So a little, a little bit of it is class clowning. Always making the jokes, always having fun, always dancing. Just a part of me. But it took me to become a pro and become getting cut five or six times to know it's the time and a place. So I'm not perfect. I know we're in a passing league. We go against great defense here, so I'm not perfect. So I try to make up for it in the run game, and uh, I'm just looking for the guys to have my back, and I'm going to have their back, and. Yeah, man, we just we just got to get our mentality right, get everything right. And I'm excited, man, just talking to Mace, talking to J.O., guys that have won and guys that have been in the high level, how they want to run meetings, the input they're getting from guys, just making an open line of communication. That stuff really matters. After I won, I didn't know it when I was a younger guy, but going to fourth grade gate cups, being able to walk in there and talk and give your ideas and bounce off deals, no secrets, and just being able to talk, that stuff goes a long way
0: from where you were you talked about Cortland, mississippi uh living in a in a trailer park how hard was the fight to become a gray cup champion professional football player even going through juke go before you got your chance in college college ball
1: yeah i, I don't it's, it's weird to say i don't think anything in football can break me just growing up like growing up the way i did i didn't even know that things were bad or things were looked at as poor where I'm from until I went to college. I thought everybody grew up like that. I thought everyone grew up in a trailer park. Everyone bore water to take their baths. I thought everyone shared clothes. I thought everyone had 16 siblings. I'm from a small town, so there's only nine last names, so everyone has a lot of siblings. Everyone has a lot of kids. I thought that was normal. Then I got to college and I seen like, oh, every time I tell a story, people act like I'm Making things up or putting it like this. So when social media came around, I was every time I went home, I showed and so, so, uh, showed people how I was, where I was from, and that I'm really from the sticks and from the country. And now that I couldn't play football, I don't I don't feel like anything that can happen in football can break my mentality or just put me in a bad mood. I know, I know I want to be better. I don't like when bad things happen, but I always think back to. Choosing between lights and water and things like that, or seeing my mom struggle, or anybody down there struggle, it didn't look like struggle to me because I was a kid. outside having fun. I always ate. I always had something to do. Uh, when video games came out, we went to Blockbuster and got them. So I always, I just had a regular normal life that I thought.
0: Well, your nickname's Yoshi. Was it? Was that because you were uh, a great gamer with the, like Nintendo or what?
1: No, I actually, I went to Boys and Girls Club, and one of my best friends' name was Mario. And fast forward the story, we was there for about a year or two, found out I had the same dad as Mario. But every time they seen Mario, they said, here comes his little brother, Yoshi. And uh, I hated it for a little bit, and I found out I was his brother. Then once the football coaches found, because Mario was two years older than me, once he played football, they saw his little brother, Yoshi. Once the football coaches started calling Yoshi, you're Yoshi to the teacher's to everyone, especially in a small town, and it's, and I've been Yoshi ever since. And uh, yeah, especially my football name. Now that yeah, I'm getting older, and I'm doing more resumes and trying to be out more in community, try to use Jamarcus as much as I can. But I don't have a problem. With anyone calling me Yoshi, or Jamarcus, or anything?
0: Well, now you're wearing green, so it all's coming together, uh, Jamarcus, uh, with uh, the color green and Yoshi. But uh, we need to get you together with our game day analyst. Our game day analyst, his name is Belton Johnson. He went to Ole Miss. He's from Coffeeville, Mississippi, about a half an hour's drive from where you're from. I can imagine the stories you two could share growing up in the country in northern Mississippi.
1: Oh, yeah, I've heard the name. I know I kept up with Ole Miss growing up. I'm only 10 minutes, 20 minutes from Ole Miss growing up, so Ole Miss was my life, and I always kept up with the big man. Uh, uh, I used to follow him on Twitter, I think, when I was a when I, when I was old old sass. But yeah, I know the name. I'm excited to meet him. I love to see a country boy who makes it out of makes it out of that environment and gets to the big city, man.
0: Well Jermarcus, uh, welcome back to Saskatchewan and thanks for doing this today. It's a great catching up.
1: No worries, man. I'm excited to see you guys. Hope everyone's doing great, man. Take care.
0: That is Jermarcus Hardrick, one of the newest members of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, signed last week in CFL free agency to help lock down the tackle spot uh, for the Rough Riders offensive line, protecting Trevor Harrison, opening up the holes for the new guy as well in A.J. Olet. You you just feel the energy from is Is it May yet? Are we at training camp? I'm all of a sudden really, I, I want to get this thing started with this new football team.